the players, the personalities who come from around the world to play professional soccer in the United States. Go, go, USA! Oh, it's incredible! In a world where some call it football, football, or soccer, they dare to call it foosball. One thinks New York is blue. The other thinks New York is red. Soccer in America, from a German perspective. Let them put some sauerkraut on your hot dog and join them for the Schnitzel Boys USA Hour. <laughs> yes, Columbus! As he, as he wipes the sauerkraut off his face. <laughs> Wilfred Nancy wipes the sauerkraut off his face. And is that what you said? No, you are right. You oh, are as also, he. You came on camera with your yeah. with the napkin in your, it's like, just still having some, having putting, removing the last of the sauerkraut from his face right before the show. Well, yeah, I'm looking for the buns for my hamburger. <laughs> Full disclosure, it's one o'clock. Well, not it's one o'clock. It's 3.30 now. It started at one here in LA. Yeah. And I'm on a weird schedule over the place like usual. So this is a, Saturday afternoon. We're doing it. We're doing it different. We're doing it live. A post game reaction. It, doing it live. If you're going to wait two days, let's get out there. I have a I have a little bit of a cold that I'm already getting over, thankfully. But I'm if I'm a little nasal, that's why. Schnupfen. Ein Schnupfen. Ich habe ein Schnupfen. Do you do you know this was? I was telling my friend this is I guess a German thing that they say that a cold comes for three days, stays for three days, and goes for three days. Have no, you heard that before? No. no. How would you say that in German? Der Schnupfen kommt drei Tage, bleibt drei Tage, geht drei Tage. Nice, I like it. No, I don't know. I don't know. There's no American. I mean, that's there, exactly I don't know. this cold has exactly followed the schedule. That's why. Uh, that's so it why takes- uh, it's come up. So it takes three days to feel it in your throat and show up. Well, you feel it, and then it takes it. three days to get to fully to fully uh, uh, come, and then it's yeah, then you have it for three days, and then it goes away for three days. Ah, the old nine day trade. Now I haven't heard that one. So before. by my by my uh, by my math, uh, this would be day one of it going away. Nice. So you're on the decline, on the outs. Yeah, and it does feel significantly better than it did yesterday. Than the day you're- before. Are LAFC on the decline? Are they on the outs? Well, they they just made the MLS Cup final. I mean, <laughs> so I guess not. It's, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. The, so the um, Columbus. So at the beginning of the season, there's 30 teams. Everyone has similar budgets, but not really. And uh, a lot of trades, <laughs> a lot of drafting, a lot of DPS and Tams and Gams. And then there was a regular season. Then there was a Leagues Cup with Leo Messi in Miami. And then we had the three-game playoff with the big break and the do do do, and we got ourselves. That was the 2023 MLS season. Just, just huge, another season. Yeah, of the, the book. season of Messi, the season of Messi, the season of uh, the Leaks Cup. First time, yeah, like you're saying, lots of stuff. And this is it. Now it's done. And the Columbus, Columbus crew, crew won the season. They won the league. Think, it's their cup. They did it. That is not something that we would have predicted even a month ago. No. No, not at all. But that's MLS, baby. So it makes you wonder, first things first, are they the deserved MLS Cup winners? Are they the best team in the league this year? 
I mean, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's not, you. It's the playoffs. Uh, um, yeah, I guess, right? Like, I think Matt Miaska has a lot to be sorry for Hell yeah. <laughs> in the offseason. I don't know. Like, um, so happy. Uh, I definitely thought Cincinnati were going to do it, and they might have if you hadn't, like, just completely lost his marbles. And, uh, uh, I mean, they were, I think they're the deserving, they certainly were the deserving winner today. No question about that. The, the, the first half dominant performance by Columbus really, um, and up to zero. And then, you know, they have a history of, of pissing away these kinds of leads this year. And it felt like they might, they had, uh, it felt a little nervy, but then LAFC just, didn't really quite have it, right? When you, I mean, it, it seemed like it was there for them, the equalizer. They got one back, and then the equalizer was sort of in the air, or at least it seemed like Columbus were nervous for sure defensively. There was a lot of just like wildly clearing the ball into nowhere and uh, uh, definitely some nerves, but LAFC couldn't capitalize. Just a bit of a flat performance overall from them today, yeah? Yeah, their their dominance from last season uh, faded a little bit this year. Like they made their way to the final because they had that experience. They have great. Denny Buwanga had an excellent season. Carlos Vela yeah, is in pretty good shape. Thirty eight goals, thirty eight goals in all competitions. That is no, that's no joke. But they were visitors today, and yeah, for whatever reason, they're not. Uh, they don't connect as much as they used to. They didn't. They didn't have that Gareth Bale X factor this year to come off the bench and score him a winner. You know, to yeah, quote unquote that... bail them out. Um, uh, pun intended. No, but yeah, like like Carlos Vela. Like you know, there was that moment right there in the game when they should have scored the equalizer, but two players did the same run and they just weren't as in rhythm as you'd think. It's the end of the season. They should. They should be. They should be better. They should be. In better rhythm with each other by this point, right? Yeah, I mean, but, you never know, right? Like you last week, Houston seemed flat. This week, this week, LAFC looked like Houston did last week. Just yeah. kind of like you're waiting, you're waiting for them to to kind of uh, uh, make a push, and it didn't really didn't quite happen. Yeah, you know, at the end, the, the Carlos they got that free kick, the dangerous position. Carlos Vela floated it to Ryan Hollingshead, and totally messed it up. It's like Who that's your like- moment. Who looks like Ted Lasso, by the way? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, Americans. <laughs> He's got the stash. White, white Americans, I can't tell them apart. I don't no, know. I no, <laughs> no. They're all a bunch looked... of Ted Lassos to me. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I'm saying? That moment was like, this is your 2-2, and Columbus just did an offensive change. They didn't do a, you know. They, well, that's been the whole thing of Wilfred Nancy, right? He's like, we're not going to back down. We're going to keep going. Offense is our best defense. And uh, uh, today it sort of worked. Um, and it hasn't always. They had, they've had some pretty, they've had some pretty memorable collapses because I guess, you know, they are, they will give other teams opportunities. It seemed, it seemed like that was happening. It just seemed like LAFC couldn't capitalize. Former NYCFC player Malda Amundsen had a very good game. He had that very sweet assist in the first half and uh, overall had a pretty good game, which is kind of shocking. Yeah, he was not good for us when we when we traded him to Columbus and I don't know what they paid for him, $400,000 GAM or something. I was like, yes, please. Like He was he was playing left back for us. He's now a, a center back in, in the three-back system that Columbus play. Mm-hmm. 
and that seems to have worked for him in the uh for us he was a left back and that was not he was not good and so uh good for him i guess he's found his spot and he's a mls cup winner also props Darlington Nagby deserves props. This is his fourth MLS Cup win with three different teams. That's right. uh, that's no that's 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 no small feat. That's impressive. Um, now he doesn't get talked about enough. Essentially, Darlington Nagby became a U.S. citizen, and I guess he was kind of part of that lost generation we had. He was around that age, and in an alter, he I think would retired from the u.s national team early i think he said no to call-ups because yeah he didn't, stuff. he didn't want to really be in it yeah he, rumors are he also had huge offers from big clubs in europe in his prime and he said no to all those too oh interesting uh, he's one of those like he's one of those players that in a sliding door moment he could have been a much bigger legend than he is and he's very talented but he's he stayed close to his family he stayed in mls he stayed loyal to his clubs you know he played at columbus atlanta portland uh and he's a he's a key figure in the midfield, and he wins MLS Cups. He knows how to win. So, yeah. good yeah, on I him. mean, he's he's that kind of a he's that kind of a connecting midfielder that the U.S. men's national team certainly could have used in a lot. You know, now that that position is covered sort of by Musa and McKenney pretty well, but they were for some years uh, where really there was nobody, and so. Um, but he's one of those solid MLS. You know, when you think of like MVP midfielders, yeah. you think of Hani Mukhtar. You, th- you think of all sorts of players, Cucho Hernandez. I mean, well, he uh, doesn't get the. Tyler he doesn't. He's not time. a big scorer. That's right. why he doesn't get. He doesn't get like the awards and the props. Like he's not a. He's not a big. He's a very unselfish guy. He doesn't really take a lot of shots, and and he's just more of a connector. He's and, the MLS. Uh, but he's an important. He's an important player for that team. He's an MLS Sergio Busquets. When you see the game, you don't see him, but when you see him, you see the whole game. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe that's a little maybe too much. Credit. No, I think that's I think that's fa- th- that sentiment is fair. I think he plays he plays higher up than Busquets does, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's fair. But good to Nagby, great signing with Cucho Hernandez, which is a great signing, and then great signing with Christian Ramirez. Right, he was just some pickup from Scotland. Yeah, and he's, he's coming off the bench now. Yeah, coming also off the good. bench. And they let go. They let go of Zelorayan, who was like right. I think the league MVP, and he right. helped them win a. Uh, the cup in 2020 that was a big uh, that was a big loss for them but they they made up for it and because he I mean, went for such low money too i just thought it was like a bad deal all around he went to mm-hmm. qatar i believe or saudi arabia for like half a million dollars or something well that's like, it oh yeah wow. yeah and i'm like from I qatar know, i don't remember that okay. it's like ask 10 million at least from those guys over there they got a blank check <laughs> and they got rid of and that was a little obscure to me but look i mean columbus is the smartest guy in the room right now so uh, yeah, I think they got Diego Rossi uh, for him, who is a little more versatile and I guess fits the Nancy's system better. Yeah, because uh, he can play on the wing, he can be a, be another be a second striker. So, uh, and I Wilfred mean, yeah, Wilfred, Wilfred Ron Nancy is he also worth mentioning? I guess I I uh, didn't know this, but saw this on Twitter. He's the first black coach to win MLS Cup. So good for him. That's no small thing either, I guess. And he's been, um, yeah, incredible. Like he's a, yeah, also deserving of a lot of props. He was, he did well with Montreal and now with the crew, and just a very likable guy. The the um, uh, like the way he talks to reporters. Like at halftime, he was really, uh, you know, it's usually like these. You're just on your way to the locker room, and people just say like. 
these platitudes and he was really breaking down his the game you know it's, I, it's he's a he's he's a he, yeah, he's a he's a likable guy yeah i mean he deserves the most props of any because <clears throat> when he was hired in the offseason he did it in one season wilford nancy didn't coach columbus crew last year right yeah it was caleb porter up until last year or am i missing something uh, i think I you're know. right yeah and, yeah, I mean, and they, Montreal, he was amazing for Montreal. And Montreal had a history of being not amazing. And then they got rid of him because Joey Saputo is an idiot, pretty much. And he's a little bit, he's a selfish weirdo. And Joey Saputo, if I'm a Montreal fan, I'm freaking throwing eggs at Joey Saputo's house tonight. And Wilford, they let Wilford Nancy go for no good reason. Then Columbus picked him up and they got the best coach in the league. I mean, it took him one year to turn Columbus around into an MLS Cup winning cup. Well, I mean, they they won the cup in 2020. It's not like they needed to be turned around necessarily. Like yeah, they did, but that was, that was three seasons ago. They they missed the right. playoffs in 2021, didn't they? In the COVID year or something? Uh, I should look into this. I guess they won. They got second place in the This Is Back tournament, I believe, right? Wasn't that uh or who won that? Uh, uh, right now. no, I don't know. I think uh, Melissa's is back. I thought they got like second place. It's funny we don't remember that, that yeah, who won them. But it's uh, a weird uh, tournament. Champion Portland Timbers. Well, that's... remember, and then uh, no, Orlando City was second place. So who knows how they did? Yeah, I know. No, right. Portland won. They beat us. Otherwise, we would have won. That's how that works. Anyway, Columbus wasn't necessarily dominating the last few seasons, so. For Will no, no, no. to step in. No, and I'm not saying. Title winner. Listen, I'm not right. saying. Uh, I'm not saying he's doesn't deserve full props. He did great, and but I mean the whole the whole franchise is a feel good story, right? In the sense that yeah. they almost got right. they almost got dissolved, and and the whole moving to Austin situation, and so there's always a you know you're, you're always I, I'm I don't know about you I'm always happy when they do well. Me too. They got local owners. They got a brand new fun stadium that they got to win the MLS Cup in tonight. And uh, the the Columbus Crew fans are 96ers. Uh, they've been there since day one. I hear nothing but nice things about the Crew fans in general. Uh, Salt of the Earth folk, they've been through it. MLS 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. They've been there. Uh, the North, the, the North Eka. Not Ecke, yeah, German, German, German name, yeah, worth mentioning for us. Die yeah. Not Ecke, Not Ecke which, has been uh, there. which is seems very hard to pronounce for your average. Uh, well, they say Nordek, right? Nordeke, Nordeke, Nordeke. It's like it's a real, it's a real struggle. Uh, one of my favorite American players of all time, Frankie Hayduk, left by Leverkusen to come to the crew. And he lived in Germantown, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus, okay. where it's a German. It's a German suburb. It's like an old Amish town, and there's like German restaurants there and stuff. And he played with them for years. He became the Columbus Crew um, ambassador, uh, which is like a first time a club created a role like that, which was common mm. in Germany to have like a former player legend be a player uh, fan representative. But he was that role for a while. So overall, the Columbus Crew, you know, they're an MLS '96er. And I love, like you said, I love seeing them do well. So I'm very happy they won the MLS Cup this year. They, they deserve. And I, I, I also found myself sort of rooting. I mean, no offense to you, but I found myself sort of rooting anti LAFC a little bit, just because you know this was a little bit of a down season for them. Their midfield is not working as well as it did in the past. So I was like, if they kind of, if they sort of sneak sneak this one out 
out like it's a little i don't know like that then that then they're like the i don't know they're, they're like the the I'm not sure what the equivalent is but like the houston astros of of mls like the kind of the juggernaut that just can't be stopped so i don't know yeah all good all i'm all good with this that's right i won uh if i'm if i'm the owner of a small french club in in france and uh, i need a new coach wilford nancy's top my list you know i i think i think it might be you know a guy like him should look at europe he really is a talented head coach been saying that for a while and like you said the first black coach to win yeah i mean name black coaches in general it's a it's a small list in, in europe big, everywhere uh, yeah who can we think of patrick also, in our in our history but cross, uh cross sports too like how many black baseball coaches are there how many black football coaches are there more, not a I lot mean, i feel like baseball more so than other and and uh perhaps I, i'm not of, i don't watch think of a few but anyway yeah but when you think of sports, you think of Bill Belichick, you think of Phil Jackson. You know, there's a lot of big American coaches, Dean Smith down in Duke or whatever. You know, as far as as uh, 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 coaches of color in general, yeah, it's uh, a few and far between. And the best MLS coach this year was a man of color, so good for him. I hope we stick on to him, but like I said, if I'm him, <clears throat> look at Europe, my friend. On to Europe you go. And maybe Stevie <laughs> Chirudlo is heading his way back to Europe. I, I, I'm not... I'm not in his head, but I do know he's a lot. His his German. He's got a German wife and kids. He's a longtime Hanover resident. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does want to make his way back there at some point as well. So, you know, I don't know. All right. Yeah, or stay in the league is also fine. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Things are getting better. Things are getting better in MLS. You don't have to get out. I mean, the French. I don't know. League one. The gap between League 1 and MLS is is closing fast. I would say uh, that's an, that's such that's an MLS my, Homer thing. To that's say. my uh, that's my well. I think that's also it's also a reflection of what 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 what's happening in France. But anyway, um, uh, MLS Homer. Yeah, I was I went to I was invited like as a founding as a founding member of nycfc i was invited to a city hall meeting where i got to chat with uh head coach nick cushing a little bit you're a founding and, uh, member of nycfc well i got it i i mean i think you're, uh, you're an early you're a founding season I, i'm a season ticket right. holder from the beginning that's what that's what they call me they when okay. they sent me an email they said this is for founding members only so that includes me apparently well that's so well, how many tell me everything the, did you go and what happened yeah, I went and uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I did get to I did get to uh, talk to Nick Cushing for a little bit, and we had a good chuckle uh, about this Notcha door situation and uh, uh, Messi being pissed and not wanting to give his jersey. And and uh, uh, I was trying to I was trying to find out what happened exactly because Santi Rodriguez was mad about something, and Nick said, "Yeah, he was." Messi felt he was being disrespectful and Santi was being disrespectful. And so he just kind of stormed off and Andres Jason wanted his jersey. It wasn't going to happen. Like he just <laughs> shook his head. I, I thought, I mean, that is probably the most fun I've ever had watching a meeting with friendly. <laughs> so well, it's good to see that Messi cares. Yeah. Because, you I know, guess, yeah. He's going to Hong I mean, Kong just, and on Argentinian ESPN, he called MLS a lesser league, which it is, of course. 
but but in Spanish, the reason it struck a nerve is because in Spanish to say lesser league, you have to say uh, 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 menor. So so literally, it's like a, he said minor league. Oh, okay. But 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 that's but in Spanish to translate it, that means lesser league. But because yeah. literally it was minor league, that's a huge. <laughs> it strikes a nerve with MLS dis- okay. aficionados. Yeah, I mean, people call it minor league soccer all the time as a diss. Uh, but no, but Messi cares. He's here. He's playing. And he was mad. Yeah. So that was that was fun about this event. Um, I mean, it's always this dynamic of these kinds of you know. I mean, you've you've experienced this with the Red Bulls. It's always an awkwardness about this like. We want answers, and then the officials like, "Yes, you deserve better." As fans, we have failed. It's like, I mean, well, this you is know. the question, though. That's what did you raise your hand and be like, Nick Kushik, I have a question from you, high founding member of your Schnitzel, Schnitzel. <laughs> uh, of the eight coaches that were fired in the off season, you had worse records than all eight of them. Uh, how do you feel being the the coach with the worst record yes, but retaining your job? This is not. This is not. Did you how ask I that roll? question. This is not how I roll personally. I my question we all did get to submit questions, and my question Joe Tollison was there. He was moderating, and uh, my question was asked, and my question was how we're going to get more out of the fullbacks offensively. That's oh, what okay. I. That's the kind of thing that I think about. Did he give you so, a good answer, or was it just like? I mean, he's yeah, we'll it was good. Best. He said he was. He said he said we played them too deep, which I would agree with, and he was. We're going to try and play them higher up, and there was some. I mean, really, the gist of it, and this is where I. Um, and I think that answers your question as to why he still has the job. It's like the gist of it, and this is basically Nick didn't say this, but but uh, uh, president, team president Brad Sims, who was there, um, he said it. It's like you know they basically messed up their recruiting. They just had a lot of people leave, and I guess it's hard to replace that many people. I mean, that's just kind of what what he was telling us that you know they had ten slots to fill and they just couldn't fill them fast enough. Because it's a long process. It's like, you know, the January window is harder. It's harder to make deals. And and I think that was basically an admission of uh, failure, if you want to call it that. Or like they, they tried to get more players in the window and they just couldn't. And then they were clearly just under under undermanned the roster was was uh, was had big holes and and the people that they did find were also kind of more similar in profile they were a lot of uh uh the roster was a lot of younger than they i mean which is good in some ways but they needed a little veteran presence they also needed some more direct people there's too many dribblers so they were some some actual reasons offered which i thought was was fair and i guess that's not nick's fault if he doesn't have i mean i mean that's been the thing all along and by the time and after since the leaks cup we were like uh we had like five wins four draws and a loss or something we had a pretty good record after that so uh in that sense um you know like it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty thin squad and in the end when people did arrive they uh did pretty well and we almost i mean we were still in it during decision day. So I think that's that's why. That's why he still has the job. But yeah, some people wanna, you know, some people want to be more aggressive. It's like the the third rail president was laying into Joe Tollison because he didn't he didn't like read his question with the with the uh requisite like uh edge and 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. How I many? Think... Real quick, hold on, real quick for the fair. So I'm a little. So you said City Hall. Was this actually at no City, City Hall? Hall? Meaning, like that's just the format. Of, that's what they where they was this? It. Is that a bar or something? No, this is at a bar. It's like an, a, a, an Irish Irish bar right by Madison Square Garden. And, yeah, uh, I mean, how many people like, were there? How many people? Like a hundred and hundred and fifty, hundred twenty-five people, maybe. A lot of people. So it's like a couple of the NYCFC office folk. And then like 120 fans were there. Yeah, they had the uh, yeah the founding member. I mean, this was apparently like a um, a competitive ticket. My rep was emailing me, "Are you co- if you're not coming? There's a wait list." So got it. Um, it was yeah, it was not a big. They had the um, sounds whatever- very tempered compared <laughs> to the New York Red Bulls town halls that we have. We call them town halls. Uh, there's a lot of oh, them. The one hall, last yeah, year was pretty thing. crazy. The most famous one was the one they held right when Jesse Marsh was hired. That yeah, right. Year. I remember that where it got really contentious because they fired our best coach we've ever had that just won the supporter shield, and the new guy comes in and fires him and replaces him with an unproven Jesse Marsh. But later, and that decision was proven to be a good decision. But at the time, it was like, what the f- heck is going on? Because it's like the fans have had – the fans – you know, the New York Rebels fans have always had an adversarial relationship with their ownership group, and that just added fuel to the fire. Of like this player legend you like, we threw him out in the garbage. Right. The, like, car, the captain, if you're the captain, you right. get traded the next – right, right, right. So this yeah, sounds no, like this a very was, tempered affair compared well, to – Well, but it – like I said, some people wanted it to be a little more – contentious which you gotta I, you be know, from jersey i just don't jersey, i just man. don't uh without that jersey edge it's not gonna work sorry i mean i do feel strongly about this team and i guess i go to these things so like but i I just so what glad. tell me about the third rail guy did he be like joe he, no, he was like joe, joe i mean i just I, 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 I just walked up like but he was like joe yeah you didn't read the question well i really because he wanted <laughs> he, well. he was he uh uh he had that question he, right. that you were saying. It's like, what made you think that this that Nick should still be the have right. this job? We want Pep Guardiola today, and uh, and somehow Joe and I didn't like. I then I I kind of walked away, so I didn't hear how this turned out. Because, but yeah, that, it's like that kind of thing. It was like Joe to berating Joe Tollison. We also were talking. I was talking to him and a bunch, a couple of other third rail people about the Red Bull because Bealy also the big headline when you're saying why wasn't this as contentious the big the big headline of the meeting uh um you know and the feel good moment right now is the stadium you know the stadium right. is making its its way through the the um I just saw that just like the, just like the, the yeah the approval process so it just got uh approved pretty overwhelmingly actually by the community board, like 37 to two or whatever was the vote. So and now two? it's going to the borough president. So it's moving through the approval process, apparently so far with relatively little opposition. So it looks like that's, and you know, council uh, member Francisco Moya shows up at all of these events because he wants to take full political advantage of this happening. So he was there. So that's the, you know, I mean, that's a happy that's a happy thing, obviously, for us after after years and years of, of waiting. So it's not like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel uh, that upset or confrontational. I mean, that's just not my way in general to be like, Nick, why? I mean, I, it's like everybody's – As a everybody's, student. It's everybody's, like, like if, every, you're, if you're an MLS fan rep or if you're one of those guys – 
if I'm a sporting director, I have to see the fans once a year. It's going to be a bunch of dudes just emotionally spew. It's like I'm on the internet live. <laughs> a bunch of dudes like emotionally spew right. trash over me. It's like, I mean, you know, everybody's trying. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I have some, I've had some issues with, with, you know, there's no perfect coach. Always, you know, there's always somebody, there's always some things you like, some things you don't, some things you agree with, some things you don't. And, uh, but I, you know, everybody's trying, the other people get paid too. It's there's 30, it's, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, you were asleep at the wheel. I mean, right. and Nick genuinely seems like an earnest guy who's, who's, uh, who's trying very hard and, you know, we'll see what, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. There isn't a perfect um, coach. Tell the Chicago fire fans. They just signed Frankie Klopas to be their head coach in the new season. And if I were the Chicago Fire fans, I'd sign a contract for life because he's the only guy that they just rehire and re- he's the only guy there. They hire him, he's they like- fire him, and they fire them, they hire him back. This must have happened three or four times the last year. He's just always there. He's been the sporting director, the head coach, the assistant coach, so he's head coach again. Just stop pretending. And he's just like, like you're gonna he's find just like, other like, guys. He's just like Roy Hodgson, yeah. Roy Hodgson for Palace, right? He's just if he's not the coach then he's just waiting to be the coach again it's not like he's gonna work anywhere else in the meantime if i'm just a fire fan i'm like contract for life don't even pretend like you're gonna (laughs) fire him again just sign him up no and Uh, then contract for life every once in a while somebody else will have to step in for a season or two but then you'll get it back that's part of the contract that's part of the contract yeah exactly You you get a sabbatical every few years Chris Armas, Colorado Rapids. There's a lot of head coaching activity going on. New, new, uh, 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 you know, but it's funny the cycle. Bruce Arena wants Charlotte. Caleb Porter wants New England. It's just the carousel. I'm very curious where my boy Troy Lesane's going to end up because he's a great coach. He deserves a job. If I'm Colorado, I I missed a big opportunity not signing. And you're 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 firing Robin Fraser to hire Chris Armas. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how that's exactly. Robin Fraser's still available. (laughs) Um, Just the carousel moves on. The carousel moves on. Yeah, I mean, consistency is good. (laughs) It hasn't been good for Chicago Fire. I don't know. They've been consistently (laughs) bad. That's true. But I mean, yeah. Anyway, no, you're right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This, but I enjoyed the city hall thing. They had all the Manchester City. This was an odd thing too. They had all the Manchester City trophies were there. I guess Man City, all the four, all their four trophies are on tour in the U.S. And somehow okay. they uh, that that would leave a bad taste in my mouth because the whole point of Man City, you, I know that's you know, that was trying to the, separate them, right? They're trying. That's to what like, Andrew. That's what Andrew, the third rail guy, right. was uh, was saying too. He's like, I told him to to not bring him. Because what, what if what if the enough. NYCFC fan base is full of Manchester United fans? You know, it's weird. Yeah, I don't like, think. I mean, this is not something. I guess. I guess it's just. I don't know. The idea was that it's. I mean, it's it's sort of cool to see those four trophies in one play. I mean, I'm not an English foot, football person, but I could see that being yeah, just a cool cares, thing right. in general. Like not to, not really even necessarily. Um, even if you're not a fan, I don't know. I took, I, a look, to, I took a look. I took a look. I did not need to take a picture of myself with the trophies. I just took a look and was like, "Huh," and then like AI can. And do then that was it. Another another point of contention I had with the third rail people that I was like, now that the stadium is here, we have to be. I feel like people need to get over this disdain for 
playing home games in Red Bull Arena. Uh, wow. You know, it's just like a thing that has to happen sometimes. And it's like, it's a good state. Like just, but no, that was also non-starter. He was like, no, never. That's just, uh, it's their arrivals. We don't want to play there. And so that just never, I'm like, okay. I guess I'm just a more relaxed. I just don't get so uh, dug into certain things. Well, there's emotions and there's practicality. As Germans, practicality is part of our programming. I guess so. so. Because because the whole, you can't play because they're arrivals. It's like, yeah, but also it's the only stadium <clears> in the <throat> tri-state area it's available so yeah what's the alternative you're going to hartford going to hartford or you're going you're going to how is connecticut better than new jersey when it comes to the city versus the suburbs debate it's connecticut is even more suburby than i mean that's only happened two times so but yeah that's obviously the only reason to play in hartford is if you just really don't want to play at red bull arena the only other option i see is the um uh, baseball stadium out in Coney Island, but that's way too small. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's ever been. That might not discussed. even be. It's also turf, isn't it? Like it's it's. Uh... I know, but the New York Cosmos used to play there, so they can host soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when Kansas City were waiting for their stadium, they played in a minor league baseball park. They only see it. It's 9, definitely 000. not a no. Concacaf approved stadium that we no. know. Well, but um, but but what we're saying is like you have to give them some credit. If the Yankees and the and City Field are both booked for baseball, which they will be, and baseball is definitely in charge, especially in New York, those venues, then you have to go play at Red Bull Arena. There is no other alternative. Like literally, I'm challenged. Yeah, and then and then Where's to be the like, stadium? oh, we're not going. Like we're we're not going to those games because out of principle, I think that yeah, I don't agree with that. Hofstra and, uh, maybe, Hofstra maybe. I don't know what kind of stadium Hofstra, but well, that's they out play. On the island, they play. So. No, Hofstra is way out there, and that's turf too. They played. Uh, they played a U.S. Open Cup game there a while back. Yeah. They've played in Queens on top of the. Of, on top of the parking garage, but for U.S. Open Cup games, that's happened. Um, but and that's the, turf, and that's and the, the way NYCFC two play. And the stadium won't be ready until twenty twenty seven, right? Twenty twenty seven. We got three for, more seasons of this, and so it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna keep happening. Yeah, but that's all. Yeah, so that's just what you know. Fans are really, you know, you see it online. If you meet them live, sometimes it's just like internet live. It's just like why, why is our head coach not of a, a freaking Andre Postecoglou or whatever his name is? <laughs> Hire him. Oh, you we know, need, yeah. It's just like that's a different story, bud. I mean, you um, see this on Twitter too. Every time Malta Amundsen does anything good for Columbus, I don't know, I haven't seen today, but he scored a goal, and people are like, "Our front office is c- incompetent." Uh, you know, it's like, come, yeah. you know, calm down. He was he was not good when he was with us. He was not good at left back, and they traded him, and he's found a better fit good for him like it's not you know but that's not also, everything not everything has to be somebody's fault but that's also wilfred nonset some coaches like a great coach and especially in mls that gets rewarded more than anywhere uh or maybe not more than anywhere but rewarded well is some coaches are just player whispers you know how to make players better than they are yeah. bruce arena it's one of his specialties he takes players he, he knows exactly what their skill set is and he sets them up to succeed in their skill set so if Wilfred Nancy takes this dude who's a winger and says, you know what, I have this back three high press system here and your skills are going to fit there better, then that's on Wilfred Nancy. You pat him on the head for that. That's him setting him up for success. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes also you just need a change of scenery. I think the system works better for him. At left back, he was just defensively 
un, unreliable, but that's also a tough position. It's like, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover and, and uh, now he's a center back in a three back setup. He has a lot more cover defensively. And so his passing serves him well. He also, I mean, he got smoked, uh, last week against Cincinnati on one of their goals. So it's not like, you know, he's like an all-star now, right, all right, sudden, right. but he had a good, but he had a, uh, but he definitely had a good game today and, and good for him. Yeah. Just saying it points to a cup winning coach in MLS. Yeah. And maybe you have the players you got, they're not going to be perfect. So I'm going to be a deep, super deep squad. Then what can you do? And, and he's a guy who was able to find room on the bench for Julian Gressel, you know, to, to he turned, you know, Great coaches could take great players and turn them into bench options and take players you've never thought about before and turn them into regular starters to create that depth that, that's difficult to get on an MLS roster. And I think we see the with Christian Ramirez and Julian Gressel coming off the bench, it's like we see, it's like, good, this team created itself some depth for the long haul. And you got to give kudos to the coach for that because the system does not make that easy. I speak from experience – Going back to what you said about them screwing you, up the uh, transfer, you've, you've, you work in a better you work in a better system. I am a head coach of the New York Red Bulls in Football Manager, a video game, ah. and I will tell you, navigating the MLS roster rules is such a headache. It's difficult. Every time, it's always like roster deadline day. It's like you can't have these three players because they're both a dollar over the thing, and I have to draft players, and I'm losing. Play- I can't loan players. I can't loan out players. I have to buy down the cap with money I have just to get the cap work. I tried to sign a designated player. I couldn't pay him more than a million dollars a year for some reason, which is barely a designated player. And I tried to sign players from the Prem, but I could only get players from League One. I'm telling you, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's the man being a, a guy with experience. I'm essentially as good as an MLS sporting director these days with my football manager experience. It's very difficult. So, you know, yeah. it's not as easy. As and that's ever. what we were told at this event as well, that this is not an easy <laughs> thing that, 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 uh, come on guys, MLS, it's not easy. That, okay. That Give MLS us a break, you guys. Is the, yeah, well, I mean, I think, and there's some, well, there's some, you know, obviously there's, there, it's many things. It's always complicated. There's not just one. I mean, starting to see, you know, Talis, well, anyway, we don't have to rehash this all we've talked about. I know with here. New York Red Bulls, it takes them forever to do visa stuff. It's always the visa always takes like two months. Yeah, it's always. It's, I guess it's not an easy. It's not like it's not like you just go on transfermarkt and then find a bunch of like it's a process. And so, uh, and the the system is also designed uh, for good teams to not continue to be good teams. That's part of it. It's like if you're bad, you get extra gam. If you if you uh, are good, you know everybody wants a raise and you don't have the cap room. And yeah, so it is. It is partly designed this way, but maybe it'll all change, right? Don Garber said something at the state of state of MLS yesterday. New roster rules. There's not going to be a fourth DP, right? Which is crazy to me. Why would they have a fourth DP though? On the other hand, well, the, my thing is this. I, I funny you bring that up. Good segue because I we don't have to get too Thank too you. deep, but I have a big MLS State of the League bullet points mega thread here. I'm going to bring some stuff up and we can react to it. Uh, Garber on the many varied MLS roster rules. Quote, the rules are in place to manage the strategic investment that can capture attention locally and now globally. Messy. There's a strategic plan to building our rosters. There will be a time in the future, dot, 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 where we won't need as many. So very cryptic, 
using bonkers words. Uh, but pretty much <laughs> spoken go- like a true <laughs> commissioner. CEO. He'll speak for an hour and say nothing. That's like a skill that that's a Garber skill set. But pretty much I've been over these rules years ago. For up to me, simplify it. They do this thing where, where, where you can get two young DPs if you sign an old DP or crap. They're trying to engineer every roster to be similar. And I'm like, screw that. I want a roster where a bunch of people sign some old folk. I want another roster where a bunch of – he decides to sign a bunch of young folk. Like different choices is part of the fun of the sport, right? Mm. But in MLS, they're like, no, we make sure our rosters are essentially photocopies of each other, you know. Uh, you're going to have a couple of young DPs from Argentina or Colombia or whatever. You're going to have a couple of the American vets. You, have, you know, that they make sure every roster is very similar. And I've had enough of that. And he's alluding to the fact that that might change later, but he's just like, not now. So the fourth DP, which was denied, is part of the fact that they're digging in. They're going to, I think, raise the cap in general. It's one or two other changes, but they're not getting rid of their bonkers system. Their system is staying put. <clears throat> Um, you know, okay. if, if up to me, I think every club should just have a soft cap with maybe one or two open spots like DPs, and then you have money where you sign whoever you want for whatever, as long as it's within the general twenty million dollar cap, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and if 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 a big team wants to sign a player, they could pay a luxury tax. You know, you could have cap rules, but I want it to be a little bit more mainstream and a little more more open. I don't need to be so. Tight. Same with the whole a simpler, right? Same with the whole discovery rights process. That all needs to go. Allocation process. Yeah, I mean that, that keeps changing anyway. It seems like I mean it's just the, the transition. It used to be all of this was very centrally managed by the league in the beginning. All of the rosters and player in and out flow, and now it's there's more teams and it's it's yeah they're transitioning to giving the teams uh more authority to do things their way and i think that's good and we need more of that yeah when you offer these rules it just gives the mathematicians an opportunity to exploit them with with the youth rules we've seen in the past where like chicago fire has the rights there was a specific case where chicago fire had the rights to a youth player we really wanted in new york right and chicago didn't want him but they also didn't want us to have him so they sat on him and made sure he went away. And I think, he, you know, and, and in any other world, that's ridiculous. It, it, it screwed his career. It's an open market. You know, let clubs sign youth players they want without restriction, right? I mean, what's the deal? They're now finding, they've found ways that the, the, the amendments they're offering are just ways to make it harder for the mathematicians to exploit them. But they're going to just figure it out eventually. So the way to solve it is get rid of it all. You know, have... Open contract youth players sign with whoever wants them. It's a gamble either way, right? Like, who cares what region they're from? And, you know, I don't know. All I know is that I'm, I'm long tired. I, I've had enough. I'm up to my wits and all this calculus stuff you need to figure out what's going on with the cap rule. Who does it serve? It doesn't serve anybody. Because if Inter-Miami is spending $90 million a year on their roster anyway, because you're allowed to do that through these rules, then what's the fuck? What's the financial control aspect? <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> Inter Miami is spending more money in the roster than ninety percent of the Bundesliga. So I don't really get what these rules are for. I don't get who they're serving anymore. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All I'm right. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm. 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 I'm agreeing with you. Don Garber has teased, not necessarily right, a this, fall spring calendar. This oh, year. Oh yeah, talk about that. 
he might, which I kind of was all about, he might look into splitting up the league the way Mexico and a lot of the Latin American leagues do into like a fall and a spring tournament, Apertura Klaus tour situation, and likely so there could be room during the summertime for a League's Cup-style super competition, which he's all about. Um, I'm not super about that because summer is where the summer tournaments are, and Don Garber put his foot down where he's like, summer is where our summer tournaments are. It's like we are not... He, he said he's not going to break for Copa America, which is bonkers to me. Uh, he only breaks the World Cup once every four years. It's like, there's a summer tournament every summer, bud. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, tease that. Well, I mean, do we have to stop for the Gold Cup, really? No. No, nah, guys, but I mean, like the future of the Gold Cup is uncertain. Take but a week or two off. In my dreams, and I speak for a lot of fans, I would love for the Copa America to be a regular thing we do every four years like the Euros. so right. and, and if that were the case, there'd be a big tournament every even summer. You know. Yeah. It's every other summer. So, um, uh, Let's see. Uh, you know, St. Louis City was the best expansion team in history, blah, blah, blah. Record uh, attendance league-wise. Good for him. League's Cup, a smashing success on every measure. This is a tournament that will continue to grow. I mean, that is all, yeah, that's all That's all messy, That right? was all messy, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I mean, that he takes, uh, yeah. takes 92% of credit for that it, in, my, in my scientific analysis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if it's not Messi's coming out party, it would have been quite the dud of a tournament. Um, I, mean, I thought our, it was fun. I do enjoy uh, playing... Liga MX teams. That's always whether it's in the Champions League or this. I think it is. It is fun. There's always extra spice. I thought it was good. The the game we had against Atlas, even though it did not go our way, was 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 pretty fun. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not against it. But like, if we're talking, if we're talking, oh, overwhelming success. Yeah, that's because of one guy. But yeah, like you said, ne- next week there's no fourth DP, but rostered. Changes are going to be announced next week, so we'll get the specifics. Then we can talk about it then. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll lead more to what I'm talking about. Maybe the fact there's no fourth DP is a clue because Inter Miami has signed four DPs, right? We know that, don't we? Because they have the three now, and they just signed Luis Suarez. So Luis Suarez is on a TAM deal. I saw. Well, then so be it. Uh, Inter Miami are very. Inter Miami are known for having honest. I mean, we, there's deals, no right? where there is no. Uh, uh, is it a blazer? With- if uh, if Lionel Messi is going to meet Luis Suarez at a a at a um, Publix parking lot one day with a with a bag of suitcase cash. full of cash, we will we will never know about that. But uh, yeah, we will. I think officially, the officially, blaze- Luis Luis Suarez is a is a Tam player. Are you so? Luis Suarez signed the. You know how there's a Beckham rule and a Messi rule. There's also the Blaze Matuidi rule or whatever his name was. Are you saying Luis Suarez signed a Blaze Matuidi contract? I don't know any. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I mean, like people seem to want to take pay. I mean, I don't know what Luis Suarez was making at Grêmio either. Like honestly, like that couldn't have been a huge amount. So uh, you'd be a surprise. You'd be surprised. So uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But I mean, we also we know that there are these rules, and we know that sometimes, you know, there's jobs for wives, and there's promotional stuff, and there there is other other things that go on. Uh, Garber on where Messi will play on the road. We'll try to apply logic to that. 
How many times has Miami played there? It's formulaic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're sitting down and looking at how oh, much money we squeeze out. In terms, of where, in terms right. of where, oh, interesting. Inner Miami is a circus. This team. was another. This was another thing that came up at this at the city hall meeting where uh, NYCFC is not following this. Well, because there was some question. NYCFC is now offering, uh, <coughs> like a. A package like five games for five hundred, like which is pretty expensive. Five games, five hundred bucks. Yeah, which includes Miami. Those are LA prices. But uh, um, but they didn't raise season ticket prices. He was saying, you know, the president was saying how they set season ticket prices in April, so they have not raised them, and they are not going to raise them for this next year. So good on you. We have good not. We have not. Uh, we have not suffered these increases that other that other teams have. Uh, God, I'm sure Garber, all of this. When when the stadium comes, they're gonna they're gonna milk us for all we're worth, and it's fine. Like take my money. I'm I uh, yeah, can't wait. Well, LAFC, like I said, I, I looked into getting a season ticket, and and last year the cheapest season tickets were 800 bucks for the season, mm, which is yeah, expensive no. in MLS terms, I believe. Significantly, Galaxy, Galaxy's cheapest is 400. It's half the price. But uh, then then when it came mm. time to sign up, I had my deposit in. Cheapest season ticket was twelve hundred bucks. Mm. Cheapest one. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't checked. Mine are like uh, and LAFC doesn't maybe? play in the same conference that Messi does play in. It's just the Messi effect, I guess. Yeah, so they no. they may not even. He may. I mean, that's definitely. There's less than fifty percent chance he'll even show up. If when the I, I probably missed the deadline here, but they're going to announce the the schedule on May twentieth, and if. Miami comes to the LA Galaxy next season. I might look into getting some Galaxy season ticks for the year. Um, but like I said, it might already be a cutoff. May twentieth? What do you mean? What's happening on May twentieth? On on uh, May twentieth, Wednesday. Excuse me, December twentieth. Ah, okay. December twentieth. On Wednesday, December twentieth, the twenty twenty four MLS calendar will release. Uh, and this is my favorite part of the nugget here: uh, Garber on safety. We had never had a player enter the officials' locker room in the history of our league. Oh, it happened this year. It was a tough Matt price to Miazga. pay. Adds that the strict penalty Miazga was necessary to communicate that official safety is paramount. So Matt Miazga was made an example of because he's the first player to ever go into the referee locker room with pizza, not even with 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 or without food. It's not even, it's not even part of the equation. And you're not what really is allowed the pizza? to do that. What, what, what role does the pizza play? He was offering pizza. He was uh, no, he was like eating he just it. Happened, he just happened to have it. He was right. eating a Hawaiian pizza. There was pineapple on it. He was eating it on disrespect. And he was like, you. you I mean, rep. this is just like, this is just Matt. You know, he just has no filter. That is like a man child. Or according to you, he, he was best friends with the ref and he was inviting him out to go to the Olive Garden. No, no, no. Those are not the same. Uh, not the same thing. That's, that's your story. Thing. That's your story. Don't uh, no, don't don't get it twisted. That's not what I was saying. Anyway, next week or a week after that, we will see the specific new roster rules and break them down <laughs> a little bit, and then we'll have a long off season. We got the boys. We're gonna take some time off for the holidays. Um, uh, then they got the Coachella Valley. It seems like yeah, it goes, the off season is not as long, not not as short as it used to be. Right? It's like about a Two month, months, right? right? When Two they start again, not even ish. Well, February. They play in February, Isn't right? It, Late February. Is, yeah, but like, but training camp starts in January, right? I will be there. I'll be at the. I'll be NYCFC and New York Rebels will come out here to SoCal, 
Isn't that cool that where I went last year? So I'll go again. Um, the other thing is Don Garber said there are absolutely no plans to go beyond 30 teams. So 30 teams is his cap for right now. Yeah, I think that's good for, for, for a little bit. Yeah, more than enough. And then also addresses the criticism that MLS has been like a pyramid scheme for a while. Well, that's uh, that's not a criticism. That's a that's a fact. <laughs> so right? we'll see more or less, pretty much, pretty much. So we'll see if there might also be a huge indicator as to why Messi was necessary these days. Because they're like, well, we can't offer well, new I teams think anymore. Now, so. I think, yeah, at some point, this expansion had to had to come either to an end or at least slow down. So now yeah. this is uh, now it's time to improve the not just expand but also improve. San Diego and hopefully Las Vegas. More teams for me here in the West Coast. Drive more reasons to go to Las Vegas. Uh, you know, watch a little MLS soccer, gamble most of my little bit of money away. Anywho, that was a live response. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, do you want to touch up Bundesliga stuff? We can leave that for another I time. I mean, we can, yeah. Like, not. A, I mean, Bayern got creamed. That's the only thing. Union Berlin got a, got a win. Bochum lost yesterday. The, the Dortmund Leipzig game was fun. That was uh, that was Mats Hummels got an early early red, and uh, that was it. Tom is suggesting pro rel for for MLS. Oh, for maybe. MLS. Well, I mean, that's I've been I've been uh, saying that before. I think the only the the it's not on MLS to it's 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 on the lower leagues to create a situation where that becomes compelling you know if there's enough good lower league teams that are pushing then this becomes interesting right now the gap is so wide that it doesn't make really doesn't really make sense for anyone and yeah the, the lower leagues thing, were the other vote thing in the that. u.s the problem in the u.s is these teams would fold if the chicago fire got relegated they would cease to exist it's not like england where uh, Sunderland, you know, Sunderland fans keep showing right. up every week, even the even if they're in, in League League One or whatever way down, that just doesn't happen. It's like if you get re- Americans don't do second class, so I think that's also the big cultural difference. That's just my take. Another thing Don Garber mentioned with that summer break, as he said, we can't afford to take a break during the summertime. Is what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. I'd love to see the numbers of that, but pretty much he's just like we have to play for the summer because so so he's still offering the fact that the league is week to week, <laughs> check to check to check league, which well, I, I mean, which it or, isn't. But, uh, but like people just don't show. I mean, weather is a huge draw, you know, and I think right. I've seen that in here in New York for sure. Right. Uh, weather is a big thing. Like if they. Uh, like in you know March early when it's still cold, there's not a lot of people. Right. It's just a non-starter. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not the same. Here. Well, someone it's, pitched this, which I like. You have your fall and you're at your spring, right? And then you, if you really want your leagues cut, put it in January and February, because you know Minnesota and Boston and New York and Philly can't really play in January and February. And a lot of times in March, you know, they really need to start in April for the most part. Definitely a place like Minnesota or Chicago. So that I understand. There's nothing we can do about that. That's mother nature. That's how that works. So you know, start the start the league in Mar- March first. Have Chicago and Minnesota start with two or three away games first before you host your games in April, and then January and February can be an MLS's back style tournament called the Leagues Cup in Texas or California or something where everyone goes and plays. And then you know, there you go. That's you know, that's thinking outside the box. That gives it a fall to spring calendar. 
Summers are off, but the league still has a full season plus their league's cup. And then there you go. All right. Somewhere write a letter. Somewhere write a letter. Uh, Tom, I will. Oh, a pen is mightier than the sword. I will write the greatest letter on the finest paper using the <laughs> finest ink. Uh, a, very after, good, a very good letter of quality. The best letter. Best letter. Sir, I'm at the, uh, I'm at the, the third rail. Uh, I'm at the city hall. Sir, I believe you failed to acknowledge my letter that I sent to your very organization not six months ago outlining revolutionary changes as I saw fit. Um, and, <laughs> it's like MLS fans in a nutshell. Tom, pro rel, I mean, I'd love to see it. But you know what? USL is teasing doing pro rel. I, I have to double check. They've, I know they pushed the vote off. Yeah, they're doing, they're, they're, they're doing a version of it. Yeah. Well, did they vote for it? So we should. That's a petri dish. We should see that first. Yep. Like a USL PDL and Division Two and Division Three, excuse me, one and two, however it works. If they could hop up and down successfully, if that works well, then that's an excellent little test run on how it can then be expanded I mean, in the future. The other thing is also, you know, like like uh, uh, the big teams in Europe are scheming to find ways to get away from pro rail. So it's not like uh, it's not like this is so so popular with everyone what but, i will tell you I, you know the, the way the european league is being offered the closed system i don't like that however if i were to read tomorrow that the uefa champions league you know i the way the system is now for me is pretty pretty dang good i do like the fact that it's a, a cup tournament and that, that ends with a big final it's fun but if they were to make it where instead of the top four teams going into the champions league if the top four teams went into like a European Super League where it's the same home and away, 20 teams oh league boy. structure. Oh, boy. Pro, well, you're, you're... But you know, look at Bayern Munich. Let's say Bayern Munich. You're, now, you're, you're advocating for the Super League? But it's not the Super League they've been pitching. They're pitching this closed league system. I'm talking at a European League above like everything. Get a, get a, like get another a top tier of, of a pro of a pro rel system right? yeah like that would have okay. made like psg and Bayern mention essentially leave france apparently. <laughs> and mm-hmm. their week their their games would be against inter milan ac milan arsenal you know what i mean and that and that and that's their competition they need that because right now they're just and then get on. rid of the get rid of the champions league and uh, i guess yeah and then but it would be weird because in the german league and the french league would be without its best clubs it would just be like I know Dortmund by Leverkusen and by yeah. I mean the real the together. real problem is the is the congestion of the calendar. You know, like everybody is struggling with that. Like Jurgen Klopp got testy right. in a post game interview uh, after a game where somebody made a joke about like, oh yeah, so many get you know, and he's like, oh, it's not funny. You're making a you know, you're making a joke of this. It's not uh, <laughs> like you know, he does not have a he's, he does he thinks it's a real problem. Uh, that my, there's my just, pitch there's too many that. games. My pitch solves that. Yeah, and if you, if you uh... everything's on Saturday now. Yeah. Um, all right. However, yeah, the, the relegation might be a little wonky, but it was also ruined domestic leagues because, like, you know, like if you win the Bundesliga, it's always like, yeah. However, Bayern yeah, mentioned we're not. I mean, this is just there's a lot to. The current I mean, system also, fewer, is pretty dang fewer good. games. Fewer games need, mean less money, and like, right. yeah, this is all a hard sell. This is not easily. Uh, this is not easily solved. Thomas saying Klopp always has something to say about scheduling. Yeah, he's a he's a real curmudgeon about that. For Klopp, but he had another he had another player go down to a to 
perhaps an overuse injury. I mean, it's also, you know, you're Liverpool, you have unlimited resources. You got to play other people sometimes. True. I remember during COVID, Deep Mohammed criticized the English clubs because they kept canceling all their games and postponing them due to five or six players being out with COVID. Oh, He's like, yeah. you guys have 40 players on the roster. It's like player play kids. Somebody else. Yeah. You know, but Bundesliga rosters are slimmer and we're not canceling. We're still playing our kids. So, yeah, you know, he has a point. He has a point. Anyway. One man's COVID is another man's opportunity. Okay. We, you know, note. Bundesliga just got interesting. So perfect timing. Just as yeah. American soccer goes bye-bye, German soccer heats up because true. Bayern mentioned R. Very true. Teetering and Bayern Leverkusen Bayern is a real deal. Bayern, Leverkusen up top, Bayern. Now Leipzig all of a sudden only three games behind, three points behind Bayern. Stuttgart big loss, there, Dor- big loss for Dortmund today. They're gonna they're gonna struggle. Bochum. Relegation is a big thing. Bochum building lost a new stadium, and- a big super stadium. I'm sure you saw that. As as NYCFC builds a new stadium, so will Bochum. They'll build a new fancy new stadium. No, that's not happening, is it? I thought it's just renovation. Well, I don't know. I saw Christopher Biermann talk about them voting on a new stadium and blah blah blah. So I thought there were okay, interesting. I have to look into this. What I last I heard, it was just a, a renovation. Well, they voted to keep the stadium in place. So yeah, my right, right, right. renovating with yeah, because at some point there were suggestions that they would move it. Um, but apparently that's not happening. Yeah. And they can't expand it because of, so it's just going to be a rebuild. I don't know. My pitch is they build a new stadium that houses Falafel Bochum and Starlight Express in the same facility. So you can always switch to Starlight Express. I mean, that's practically, it's practically already like that. If you were, if <laughs> you were, and if every you had Bochum, been there, like it is, it's very close. They're very close together. Every Bochum halftime show is a 15 minute sample of Starlight yeah, Express. If you a bunch uh, of people come uh, out and skate, so the lights and the lasers turn on. An underground tunnel may already exist. It's so <laughs> close together. All right, tschüss, everyone. Tschüss. Thanks for joining us on a special edition of the MLS Cup Post Reaction. We won't see you Monday, but we'll see you next Monday. That's right. Tschüss. Merch. Merch. (laughs) Merch. Merch.